All right. Hello. Welcome back, everyone. And, uh, you know, there's been an event for the past couple of days, as we all know, uh, a lot of people are heated. And uh, if you haven't noticed, we have a special guest. Um, and I know it's not Marshall dressed in a nice uh, suit and tie for this <laughs> the connection issue. But we have Alex Funderburg of uh, Forgotten Five and Inside Outside Army fame. And uh, anything else you want to tell the good people, Alex? I mean, I am rather upset that Army's not in a bowl, but I'm ready to talk about it. Thanks for having me on. And we're going to have some fun today. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that, that's like, that's the biggest, I think that's the biggest thing that America's upset about, just the fact that a 9-2 team got left out of a bowl, even though I, I'm, I'm quite fascinated with seeing 2-8 and eight teams and 3-7 and seven teams in bowls, but um, not over um, a 9-2 Army team, especially, you know, since I, since I go there, and uh, have a couple of, you know, friends and company playing for the team. So, but first off, we're going to talk about some, like, historical continuities that we noticed this year, uh, because for Army this year, it seemed like the more things change, the more they stayed the same. And uh, starting off with that, we'll start off with the Army-Navy game. Uh, for those of you that have been tracking the rivalry for a long time, um, it only became a standalone game in 2009 uh, after really uh, just like being sort of like some loaded slates. Uh, not really loaded, but just like it wasn't a standalone game. And uh, I'm going to share my screen really quick and show this graph that I whipped up last night while watching a family Christmas movie. Um, and here we are. We got, we got the graph of games in the day of Army-Navy. We started with 2001 because that was a – almost like 2020 and adverse circumstance with a lot of games being canceled due to 9-11 leading to a 27 game slate. And then the slate was kind of light for like the next three, four years until 2005 when we get to 10 games. Then it rose again to 15, peaking at 16 in 2007 and 13 at 2008. And then this year you had a 31 game slate in 2020 with 10 games in the same time slot as Army. And um, it was kind of interesting. I mean, while still, um, let me figure out how to stop sharing my screen. <laughs> let me figure this out. Omar, quick question on that graph. Yeah, go ahead. So what, what made you want to choose like this 2005 to 2008 timeline to show versus like, you know, any of that 2008 to 2020 timeline? Yeah, so um, looking at the slates, um, you had like less than 10 games per year. And I think 2005 was like a good starting point because um, that's when the ACC had their first title game. Now they didn't compete with... Uh, the ACC title game didn't compete with Army-Navy, but you see a common thread over the next three years after that where the ACC title games pitted against Army-Navy um, in some way. And uh, it's just really inter an interesting trend uh, to note. But um, this year, the game was the most watched game on, uh, on that day, on that Saturday. But um, I want to know, guys, um, do you guys think that hurt the rivalry any bit, even though it's going to go back to its standalone format the next year? Or next year? Um. I think it did hurt it a little bit. I mean, not anything super crazy, but I think Army-Navy is something that is so important that it needs to be that standalone game. And even in past years, it's not necessarily the only standalone game. It's the only FBS game going on. There's always uh, the FCS playoffs, but um, that doesn't get nearly as many views as Army-Navy would if it was just a standalone. Um, and even though it was the leading viewer or the leading view getter um, of last be have all the um, and then go from there hey we lost you a little bit there Alex you like kind of kind of backtrack um, from even though it was like the leading uh, viewer receiver uh, oh, I got you so even though it was the the leading like view getter I do think it is important for it to be just all by itself have no competition um, just be stand standalone get all the views because I mean those two teams deserve it um, for everything they do, like they, they should be all to America, only thing going on, 
let everyone watch that. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. I think it's interesting, um, not in terms of necessarily if it needs to be the only game played, but in terms of like the publicity it got this year. I think, you know, with COVID going on, um, I think there was an extra attention added due to the fact, you know, Trump went to it and people were criticizing him um, since, you know, they're like, oh, why do you need to be going to a football game right now? You know, kind of near around like election season, you know. So it's an interesting point. I'd be curious to see like, if we could somehow pull like publicity the game gets. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, it was the highest rated viewing or, or the highest viewed game on that day this year, as we've mentioned. Um, but I'd be curious to know, like, how much of that was, you know, due to this abnormal, like, COVID timeline. Like, maybe people wanted something that they were familiar with uh, versus, you know, um, the game, you know, in this itself. Like, I guess, like, accounting for those past variables is what I'm trying to say. Um, but I, I definitely agree with Alex uh, in terms of, you know, the game and uh, being played. Like, it should be the standalone, I think. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, and sort of, it's kind of funny, including the 2001 game in that graph originally, but uh, sort of like the same circumstance where like America was like looking for like some normalcy with that 2001 game, even though that 2001 game was competing with uh, at the same time at noon on ABC, or I think one o'clock actually, um, undefeated Miami, probably the greatest college football team of all time playing against Virginia Tech. Uh, people were still looking for normalcy with that one. This year, I mean, you had a heavy slate, you had 10 games going on at the same time as I shuffled through my index cards find it um you had the you know unc miami you know nationally relevant game with uh unc's running backs going for like 544 yards like just the two of them generational performance and uh, you had iowa playing the same time ranked iowa as well as coastal on espn plus and uh ranked buffalo for the first time ever but then again like you know you have that normalcy of army navy too and like you know people people love these teams like alex says you know uh just about you know it being about america really so I mean, frankly, I don't think it hurt the rivalry at all, but I think um, it was kind of like a, a flashback to like a not so fun period for the rivalry. Uh, just like looking back, I mean, being a standalone game is cool, but uh, I think if you were to tell like, you know, some young Army fans, uh, there was a time when Army Navy was uh, at noon on CBS, you know, competing with ACC and championship games leading to SEC title game, you know, they wouldn't believe you. So I thought it was an interesting throwback. Yeah, no, it definitely, it definitely was a weird feeling because, um, like just leading into that that game, you know, game day ended at noon, and then I just like did not care about the noon games or the one o'clock starts, which is weird because anyone who knows me knows I am watching football from noon until three a.m. on Saturdays. So for me, not to care about anything going on up until Army Navy was really weird. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was definitely a, a weird feeling. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean. Yeah, it was, it, was just, it was just strange, to be honest with you. And then, like, coming back and seeing, like, more games, like, coming back from the game. But, um, I mean, with that point, I mean, that wasn't the only uh, continuity that we saw, like, repeating history in terms of that. Um, this year's Army team looked a lot like the eight teams of the 80s. And um, just pulling out, like, the, uh, the resumes, like, this year's team had uh, three wins against FCS schools, and that's nothing against the players, nothing against anyone. It's a tough situation being an independent um, in, you know, in the COVID environment. That's why Notre Dame joined the ACC. Comparing, I, I mean, comparing with the eight, 1988 team that went to the Sun Bowl, played against Alabama, and went, um, I think, eight and three, or, yeah, nine and three, actually, I think. Yeah, nine and three. Um, comparing with that team, like, that 88 team played four Division One AA at the time, FCS schools, and they had wins against two and eight Northwestern, five and six Rutgers, and five, five and six Air Force, and five and six Vandy to round out, round out that slate, and 
I mean, it, it's not that wasn't a bad team at all. They played neck and neck with Bama that year in the Sun Bowl. But um, it's kind of similar with, um, you know, these, these year, this year's teams, not just this year, with the three FCS teams in the past playing two FCS teams, especially in late November when the rest of the country's playing conference ball and, and significant games. You have, um, you know, Army playing VMI or Colgate. And, uh, you know, the same thing for uh, 84 when they had four non-major teams and they had wins, uh, not so much 84, I guess. They had wins against Duke and, you know, a pretty good ten- or a tie against Tennessee um, and a win against four and six, four, six and one Navy. But 85 was, uh, you know, kind of the ugliest one. I mean, they went to the, the Peach Bowl broadcast on CBS that year. But um, they started out 5-0 and with um, three non-major wins, uh, one against a 4-6-1 Western Michigan school, a 4-8 and BC team, lost by two scores to a Notre Dame school to leave the top 25 that ended up going 5-6, and six. two more wins over uh, Colgate and Holy Cross, a win against a 2-72 Memphis school, and a loss against 4-7 and seven Navy. And so you kind of see these similarities with these teams uh, playing these type of schedules, these like lighter schedules made up with like not really the best in the group of five, but like, you know, formidable bowl teams. I mean, nothing like eye catching, but it seems like Army's found this ceiling where they're a team that can sneak into the AP coaches poll late in November. And, you know, that that's about it. Maybe win a Lambert trophy, they still give that out. Uh, I want to know, guys, is that a sustainable ceiling for Army or should they be shooting for more or can they shoot for more? Um, can they shoot for more? Yeah, probably. Um, it's very hard though. Uh, you know, being an independent, especially now that Army's had success, there's not going to be many big schools that want to play you because they don't want to risk losing to little old Army. Um, but in talking to Mike Buddy, uh, the Army athletic director, he does seem like someone who does want to be, you know, playing the Oklahomas, the Michigans. He wants to have more of those games on the schedule. But it's really hard because, one, you schedule so far out in advance. And, two, the other schools have to want to play you, too. Um, It's not just like, hey, Alabama, we want you on our schedule. Cool, now you're there. Alabama has to agree to it, too. Um, So I I definitely think Army should, and I think they are trying to schedule harder opponents, but I don't know if it will happen. Yeah, I definitely would just building off that. It's, it's, It's such an interesting discussion. Like, it's like, you know, there's a reason, you know, we're talking about last week, um, you know, Coastal itching by Troy, right? There's a reason, like, these Power 5 schools aren't going and playing Troy anymore. You know, like, no one wants these trap games. Like, Army, the style of play they have, it's, like, so unconventional compared to what these teams are facing. They could easily go in there not expect knowing what to expect and, you know, get upset. Like, it's something that a lot of Power 5 schools don't want to deal with. Like, I think while Army, I think, should, you know, I think they should shoot for more. I think, you know, it's just, like Alex said, it's so tough to get those other teams to want to schedule you, too. I think the solution there, maybe we have to, like, consider some in some kind of, like, conference realignment event. Maybe Army needs to consider not going independent. I mean, honestly, like, it's, it's interesting, though. It's like, I think maybe Navy has seen some interesting success as a result of being the American. It could be worth considering, honestly. I, I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, so something I thought about in the wake of yesterday, which we'll get to later, the fallout of yesterday of um, Army not making a bowl, it's like, what if Army was uh, able to link up with the MAC in the way that Notre Dame links up with uh, the ACC and plays some sort of conference slate, maybe like four games a year, and um, maybe the MAC gets control of one of Army's uh, conference games on like CBS Sports Network, gets the revenue from that, or, uh, you know, just, you know, they put it on primetime or something on like a Friday night. Um, you know, I, I know like a Friday night game would be cool for, uh, you know, us cadets, cadets in some way because, you know, we get to leave the next day. Uh, but enough about that. I mean, like, um, I, I've, like I've thought about that, you know, but then again, like, 
the Americans and, you know, sort of the Mountain West to less of a degree is like where you want to be as, um, you know, in the group of five. And I mean, we've heard about the complications of uh, Army Navy, um, Army and Navy both being in the same conference with the Army Navy game. Uh, the MAC is the next logical choice after that, but it's like, how beneficial is that if we're, you know, you're just tied into, you know, the Camellia Bowl every single year or, you know, have access to those bowls as opposed to like the Independence Bowl, which, you know, in a normal year, that's a good, I mean, that's a good gig in bowl season. But, um, you know, I, I think that's a question that like, you know, we wrestle with as Army's gotten better because the Conference USA years in the late 90s and the early 2000s weren't great. And, you know, Army fans are scared of, you know, joining a conference again for repeating those years. It's definitely, Omar, that idea was actually really interesting, kind of doing a Notre Dame thing. Um, that might be something that Army should look into because they normally play like two or three max schools a year. So just say, you know what, four max schools a year and, you know, there's some deal worked out and boom, Army has a tie-in. But I think the bigger thing here is we got to get rid of bowl tie-ins. Like, like conferences should not be guaranteed bowls. Just let the bowls pick and you and just have it so you have to pick uh, six win teams because that way you can't get a two win South Carolina making a bowl. I think that's where it starts, and then it makes it easier for Army to st- still be an independent. But I do think in conference realignment, it's going to get tricky because if Army joins the conference, the Army Navy game might have to be pushed to before um, conference championship week, and if that happens, it won't be a standalone. And I think both schools want that game to be a standalone just because of all the view, view the views it brings in. So it's, it's a, it's a tricky situation. And I don't know if they want to move army Navy because I think more than anything, army Navy is the biggest thing. And I think they would rather have army Navy be a standalone than be guaranteed a bowl game. Yeah. I mean, I have to agree too, like bowl tie-ins, like uh, in some circumstances, or, I mean, in most circumstances, like, uh, but with the traditional bowls, um, yeah, with, with the traditional bowls, just got an update on my phone about Army playing a bowl, actually. But, um, yeah, like with the traditional bowls, such as uh, – I'm trying to think. Um, let's see. Like you can keep the Rose Bowl, Big yeah. Ten, Pac-12, but, like, everything else, we got to do better. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, um, say, I guess I guess one bowl that could work out is, like, you uh, the Holiday Bowl. If you put the Mountain West in there, you know, with its whack heritage, the Holiday Bowl, that is – um, that's one tie-in I'd be fine with, like, you know, draw on tradition with, like, those bowls, but yeah, I totally agree, like, and on your point, Alex, about getting rid of bowl ties, I, I, I like the model that the group of five has come up with, with most of the ESPN bowls, um, how it's kind of like a, you know, a very open selection where you have a list of bowls, and each conference is going to choose, like, a few uh, bowls to place their teams in, uh, otherwise, you know, every other bowl is free game, yet, um, you know, it's like the downside is ESPN's running bowl season for the most part. And, you know, there's something wrong with that. A, a network, a TV conglomerate should not run bowl season. So I think that's just another flaw in the system as well. I mean, I guess yeah, how no, do you... I, I, go for it, Marshall. Yeah, how, like, I guess, what do you propose we do instead? Like, I, I see it's like, you know, it obviously becomes tricky when it just becomes so driven by money in that sense. But at the same time, it's like, you know, they do provide a bit of organization to it. They provide you know, the means for a lot of these bulls to be shown on, you know, network TV, like, which they may not be otherwise, like some people, like, it's like, you know, we love some of these like strange matchups, but, you know, a lot of people in America probably just aren't going to be that interested in, you know, like a Mac Cusa, you know, third place of each division matchup, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I get that. And I do think there needs to be some organization to it. Like ESPN can own and operate all these bowl games, but don't, 
say only the only Conference USA and the MAC can play in this one. If they want to do Conference USA and an SEC game, go for it. Or if they want to put Army against a MAC team or Army against a Big 12 team, go for it. I think we have to find a way to, outside of, you know, like the Rose Bowl or, you know, those bigger traditional bowls that have always been, you know, two, two conferences or two conference champions. I think we got to figure out a way to do it differently. Um, but it's definitely not something that can just like poof happen. There's, gotta, there's a lot of work that's definitely going to have to go into it, but I think it would be better for college football that way. Uh, and I, I do agree with that for sure. But uh, I think it's interesting to say, you know, like, uh, um, you know, like the stipulation made Alex about um, six win teams going into the bowls. Uh, this is this is a tale as like as old as time. I mean, you just look back to the 1964 63 Sun Bowl, my mistake on New Year's Eve 63. You had a four and seven SMU team making their way and that bowl season only had as much as eight bowls. I'm looking at it. Yeah, eight bowls and a four and seven team still finds their way in. I mean, this is a tale as old as time. Um, and that's just something that we have to like look at, you know, just look at the, uh, I guess, the higher rungs of the sports leadership to um, really fix these issues. Because I mean, name brands aren't everything, you know, you have like in the case of like Tennessee or South Carolina, really disinterested fan bases, um, you know, putting themselves at, at risk of an embarrassing loss, you know, like, uh, you know, or do we do, I mean, we think you, I mean, I think UAB is a better team. No. UAB is going to run through South Carolina. Exactly. I don't think that game will be close. No, not at all. But yeah, like, I mean, it's it's like no one wins. I mean, except for like the teams that want to be there, which, you know, in most cases, this bowl season is a group of five. Yeah, no, and it's, it's like you said, the fan bases are disinterested. And I can speak to that personally as, you know, as I've seen on the Inside Outside Army Twitter account, like the last 24 hours, I've gotten droves of Tennessee and South Carolina fans saying, hey, like, I wish we could give you our bowl. Like, hey, I wish you guys could take our spot because we don't, we one don't deserve to be there and two don't want to watch that game because we're going to get another bad game of football. So like these fan bases don't want to be there. That bowl game would probably make more money if they put army in there. So just put army in there. Like, but you know, because of tie-ins, they have to take an SEC team. I think it's so funny too, because this is totally just going to go back. You know, people are going to see UAB run through them. and They're going to say, Oh, you know, that's the, you know, the worst SEC team. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, Texas A&M, you know, squeaks by Vanderbilt by five and they end up, you know, at five in the poll and people are still going to say the SEC is some great conference. And it's like, man, how can both exist at the same time, guys? But that's a, that's so a little bit of a side topic. <laughs> it's still frustrating because so for Cincinnati, for example, when they play Georgia, if Cincinnati loses to Georgia, it's, oh, the SEC is the best, the group of five can't hang. But if Cincinnati beats Georgia, it's, oh, Georgia wasn't interested. Like, Georgia didn't want to be there. They didn't want to play Cincinnati. Like, okay, it, it, it happened to us at UCF uh, when we beat Auburn. Like, it happens every time a group of five school beats an SEC school. If they win, it's, ah, they just weren't interested. It's just, it's just this little old school. Yeah, I think you guys both know the SEC has never lost a bowl. SEC school wins. Yeah. That's right. They're undefeated when they're <laughs> interested in a bowl game. We, we all know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's terrible. It's so annoying. So, segueing to our next topic, I mean, you know, we've, like, you know, sort of touched on this a bit, but uh, doing some historical research, uh, you know, uh, last night, 
uh, I discovered that the um, the Liberty Bowl had a tie-in for the com for the Commander in Chief's Trophy winner, excuse me, and that led to Air Force going to four straight Liberty Bowls, and they got some signature wins, such as the 1990 Liberty Bowl, I believe, when they beat a 24th ranked Ohio State team, and that Air Force team's only six and five out of the whack. So you know, one of the biggest bowl upsets of, of all time. But I figure it doesn't have to be a big bowl like that, but like. You know, what's stopping ESPN from, like, setting aside a bowl like the Frisco Bowl, which is that team from the MAC, the American Conference USA, and the Mountain West all appear in, like, the last five years from setting aside, you know, hey, like, the champion of the, of the Commander-in-Chief's trophy gets his bowl game. If they're bowl eligible, they can choose to decline if the bowl situation is better. Like, if Navy yes, gets to play, uh, you know, an ACC school in the military bowl, they can decline and will take the next best service academy team. Um, you know, if Air Force gets a shot at, at a Power 5 school, they can do the same, you know. Um, you know, what's stopping a bowl on ESPN from doing that? Plus, I think, like, it would benefit this Commander-in-Chief's rivalry um, just for, like, that added stake. Because, like, you know, you don't have to tell, you know, any of the players that, you know, the bowl's at stake because, I mean, there's no love lost between Air Force and Navy, um, you know, between the three academies. But um, it just adds something for, you know, the viewership, you know, in terms of, like, you know, Army, Navy and whatnot. So I want to know your thoughts, guys. That would be awesome. I mean, if you're going to keep these tie-ins, that would be great because, one, it guarantees the winner of a bowl game, and, two, it adds something for the fans. Because I think there's a lot of um, casual Army fans or casual Air Force fans or casual Navy fans that only watch Army-Navy or Army Air Force or Navy Air Force, right? They're only tuning in for those games. So it gives them a little extra – incentive to root for their team um obviously the players don't need any more motivation especially when it comes to like army air force like that all army navy is more historic but army air force is far more heated those those coaches don't like each other those players don't like each other that is like a true rivalry game um but no it adds more to it like if you say let's just say they do the the liberty bowl again that's a big bowl game. And if you win the CIC and you're guaranteed that slot, that's huge. You know, players are going to want to go play in the Liberty Bowl. Um, and I think if you're going to keep tie-ins, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I think it's just hilarious. You know, you have bowl games like, you know, Military Bowl, Armed Forces Bowl, Independence Bowl, Liberty Bowl, all these bowls, you know, seemingly themed towards, you know, the Armed Forces uh, with absolutely no, like, tie-in to military, like, yeah actual academies like you end up just screwing them in a year like this and it's like how can they continue to honestly like call themselves that really like given this scenario but maybe that's just part of a bigger question of like not necessarily like, like pandering but like what like virtue signaling almost I mean it's like you know we had that scandal in the NFL come out where they found out you know the USO was paying you know x amount of dollars to have you know all of the military appreciation and such and it's like Maybe if people were, you know, more genuine almost and like less money grabby with these kinds of things, we wouldn't have, be having this issue to begin with. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a great point. I mean, it does all these bowl games. Uh, and I will give, I'll give credit to the military bowl. They, their president, I think someone associated with the military bowl last night went on Twitter and said, we would love the host army. If we can find an opponent, we'll do it. But then this morning it came out that they couldn't find anybody to play army. Um, but it does seem like they at least tried. Um, but yeah, no, I'm with you. Like all these bowls themed after armed forces and no one can put nine into army and that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I think, I think it's interesting too. Like it would have been cool if the military bowl would have, um, you know, signed on because they have a history, I mean, of having Navy. And of course, I, I think army had a tie into the military bowl in 2012. 
um, you know, back in those days. But a bowl I missed that actually did a lot for the academies, particularly Army-Navy, is the poinsettia bowl. And, um, you know, a little revisionist history, you know, we, we can blame the San Diego Chargers for the poinsettia bowl not existing because they moved out and, you know, they're going to, they found out they're going to tear down uh, Qualcomm. It's still Qualcomm in my heart. You know, that's what it was most of my childhood. Uh, they're going to tear down Qualcomm. And so, you know, one bowl had to go and it's not going to be the holiday bowl with all its power five uh, splendor. Um, it was a poinsettia bowl, but the poinsettia bowl nearly like every other year had a tie in for like Navy and uh, with Navy. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, we lost that. Um, something that I, that I would think would be interesting is um, no one, I mean, loves the academies in terms of like a broadcasting perspective more than, you know, CBS. Cause we have the, you know, they house Navy games despite Navy being in the American. Um, they house the army games since the uh, nine. And, um, you know, they have had the army Navy games since 96 and before um, the new American TV deal, something we talked about over the summer, um, they had Navy Notre Dame in uh, years that it was a Navy controlled game. So with the two bowls that um, that CBS has, you know, the very thin inventory, you know, why not rotate in an academy um, into like the Arizona Bowl against like, say, you know, the Mountain West champion or the Mountain West runner up, you know, uh, Mountain West division champ, or um, possibly this might be reaching too high, like maybe even the Sun Bowl, because I mean, Army's play, Army played in the 88 Sun Bowl, I mean, it's a while back, but, um, you know, CBS loves the academy, so maybe they can parlay that into a spot for Army. Wait, Omar, did you see that Tennessee just opted out? Uh, I did, yes. I did, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of on egg now. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, my phone is blowing up right now. I just got 50 text messages in the span of two seconds. Um, you know, that is – that's interesting. Army might be able to slide into there. We'll see. Um, who is Tennessee Who is Tennessee playing in that bowl game? Do you know? Uh, they're playing West Virginia. Okay. So, that, that – hey, as a chance at a Power 5 win, that'd be cool. Um, but sorry, I lost track with what you were talking about because my phone just was blowing up. What were you oh, saying? Oh, no, it's all good. I was just saying that uh, it maybe CBS can parlay um, their uh, two bowls and their uh, sort of like their lineage with broadcasting academy um, football into like maybe a spot in the Arizona Bowl against like the, you know, Mountain West runner-up in the title game or um, a Power 5 school, even though this might be reaching uh, in the Sun Bowl. So I just want to know your thoughts on this, guys. That would be cool because like you said, like you were saying, the CBS loves the service academies. Um, so if they could guarantee a slot in either the Arizona or the Sun and, you know, take the CIC champion, that'd be really cool. Because, I mean, uh, the Sun Bowl is one of the most historic bowls. It's in arguably the most beautiful stadium in the country. I still want to – I got to make it out there. That stadium just looks awesome um, in El Paso. Um, you know, that would be really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, I would totally agree. Maybe if it goes to CBS, they could throw us a little CBS SN crossover, get our good friend Rich Waltz on the call. <laughs> I was just about to say that because uh, Rich isn't so well-versed in, in academy football. It's a, it's a, it's a darn shame. Um, but, yeah, no, like, um, you know, I feel the possibilities are there because, I mean, you have, like, bowl matchups like, you know, the one I'm, I'm watching or Alex and I are watching right now. Myrtle Beach Bowl, we're like, you know, the teams want to be there, but it's not as compelling, like, uh, to the casual fan. But the name Army rings out because you have, I mean, even then, I, I think the casual fan, like, every now and then hears about, you know, Mr. Inside, Mr. Outside. And if not that, the Army-Navy game. And if not that, you know, Army-Notre Dame back in the day. And it's just, like, a lot more tradition. And if not, you know, supporting the troops, you know, both sides, in the words of Ryan Howard. Um, you know, like, it's um, 
I mean, it, it just it just brings more to the table for the casual college football fan. Yeah, and I mean, I will say in terms of pure like viewership, you know, we've discussed in length before, Omar, you know, different different like TV markets and what teams can gravitate eyeballs from each market. And it's like Army situated perfectly there in that like New York TV market, you know, grab a lot of eyeballs there, maybe even from that, you know, Philadelphia market, um, just in general, you know, and then across America, obviously, you know, people love the armed forces, but there's really no reason why people wouldn't want, like CBS especially wouldn't want them, you know, like that, they truly are like a great brand to have. But I, I guess I just, you know, beating a, beating a dead horse at this point, so. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's tough because it's like, yes, Army football might not be a big national brand like NSEC school, but if you put Army in a bowl game as compared to South Carolina, I promise you Army is getting more views than South Carolina. Army's bringing, Army is bringing more people to the stadium than South Carolina. Like when Army was in the Armed Forces Bowl against Houston two years ago, I was there in Dallas and I expected more Houston fans to be there. But Army outnumbered the Houston fans like four to one. It felt like a home game in Mikey Stadium. Like Army is such a brand not necessarily the football team but just the u.s army that when army shows up veterans that never went to west point have no affiliation to west point they come to root for army so if you put army in a bowl game they're gonna sell their tickets out they're gonna get a ton of viewership on tv and people have to stop people have to overlook the fact that army football in and of itself might not be a huge brand but the u.s army is huge yeah, I agree. And like, you know, uh, you know, something this year, something that like made me quite restless, you know, in terms of that brand, Alex, is like people love the cadets too, um, like that aren't playing, but just in the stands in uniform. They just love the discipline. They love the look of the uniform. So there's that, you know, they, they, they just love the you know, horse pony show. So, but I digress. I will say this is the last point on a bowl. You know, one team I'm surprised that did not want a bowl bid, and I'm sure Marshall's going to roll his eyes when I say this, but like, you know, why, why wouldn't UMass have uh, accepted a bowl? I mean, they only played four games. They uh, have never appeared in a bowl, at least uh, since moving up to FBS. Their lone bowl appearances are the Tangerine Bowl, now the Citrus Bowl, a.k.a. the Little Bowl that could due to its, you know, the slot it gave to uh, smaller schools, and the 1972 Boardwalk Bowl, which, was a, which is in essence an, an FCS semifinal, excuse me. So they haven't appeared in a, in a bowl game since 72. Like, I mean, like – why couldn't they make the trip to Annapolis, the easy trip to Annapolis to play Army in, in uh, the military bowl? I mean, that, that would be big for, like, kind of, like, revitalizing for the UMass, I mean, fan base, even if, like, they do get steamrolled by Army. Um, like, it's to say that, you know, we're in a bowl. We did something that USC didn't, you know? Like, I know it might seem, like, ridiculous, but, I mean, I was really pushing for UMass to accept a bowl bid. <laughs> Bam, I would love to see UMass in a bowl. They'll get steamrolled, but, like, I just want to see UMass in a bowl. I have – I don't know why, but I have a deep love for bad college football teams. Like, I love UTEP. I love UMass. Um, like, just put them, put them all in a bowl. If we're putting two in South Carolina in a bowl, give me 0-4 UMass that scored, what, like 14 points all season? Like, put UMass in a bowl. Yeah, and in all reality, you know, this could be the real tipping point in our campaign for George Dropolis for the Ray Guy Award winner. You know, and they're getting steamrolled by whatever, you know, any team, I guess, that they end up playing. You know, this gives our, our, our boy George Dropolis, the man so nicely named him twice, the chance to drop some more bombs in the end zone, you know? I mean, like, really, this, this is the opportunity to shine. He 
just needs those eyeballs. And really that Ray Guy award is all but his. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd agree. I mean, like, um, yeah, like even if it's against army, you know, you have a nice regional rivalry, nice, um, uh, you know, for the Boston TV market, because Boston college isn't playing anymore. So who's the next team you got? You got UMass, um, you know, who, you know, sheltered themselves in a Gillette stadium for so many years, you know, in front of 10,000, 10,000 fan of, crowds in that in that huge stadium they do have some Boston following you have the New York TV market you said earlier Marshall uh you know why not you know why couldn't we have made that happen um but you know oh well you know we can only say what if now um and I gotta say man I am I disappointed that ASU is not going to take up that bowl game and go play go play army down there man I think I think Herm Edwards is doing those boys a disservice right now, not not giving them the bowl game, man. Avenge that loss to USC, really. Hey, I would love to see. I'd love to see Jaden Daniels go up against Army's defense. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh, that would be that would be exhilarating. <laughs> yeah, the world will never know, and um, we are we already are one to zero against um, quarterbacks named Daniels. So I mean, we we'd, we'd probably go undefeated, Marshall. Uh, <laughs> Well, Omar, I mean, I guess, I guess we'll just have differing opinions on that. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me go pull up. What's that? What's that website? My team is better than your team. Let me go tell you how Arizona State is better than Army real quick, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's literally impossible this year because, like, there's almost no non-conference games. That was, like, the great equalizer in uh, the transitive property. But uh, yeah. I'm sure I. <laughs> you know what? I'm, pull- I'm pulling it up right now. We are going to test your theory, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, while Marshall pulls that up, uh, do we have any final thoughts, guys? Um, you know, I thought I thought this was great. Um, any final thoughts on Army or anything the bowl season? Um, let Army play West Virginia. I, my phone is still blowing up about it. Um, put Army in what are they in the Liberty Bowl? Right. Uh, yeah, they're in the Liberty Bowl. Yeah, put Army in the Liberty Bowl. Let's make it happen. The, uh, the football team's there until Thursday morning. Um, I'm sure Mike Buddy is on the phone right now with the Liberty Bowl saying, yo, West Virginia, stay put. Like, we're coming. Um, make it happen. That'd be a lot of fun. Give Army a shot to get um, to 10 wins. And, like, I love Neil Brown. When he was at Troy, I loved him there. So it would be cool to see Army go up against West Virginia. All right, Omar, are you ready for this? <laughs> Here we go. ASU beat Oregon State. Oregon State beat Oregon, Oregon beat USC, USC beat Utah, Utah beat Colorado, Colorado beat San Diego State, San Diego State lost to BYU by less than Navy lost to BYU. <laughs> Navy beat Tulane and Tulane beat Army. So there you have it. Okay. It's not even as long as I thought it was going to be. Wow. Yeah. I, mean, I will say, you know, like about five of those tiers could get knocked out if ASU, if, the, if they had only played 58-minute games instead of 60-minute games. But <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Yeah, who knows? We would have had like, um, you know, I guess uh, at that point, like a 4 0 Arizona State team um, playing. No, like it, it would be interesting. Like it would be like interesting conversation, you know, given how you, or I'm sorry, Ohio State has been given a lot of leeway in this playoff. It would be interesting if ASU was 4 0, but, you know, we'll never know. We'll just have to wait until next year, huh? I guess, I guess we will. And, um, you know, the rest of you will have to wait till, um, I guess, next week or so. I mean, with this holiday schedule to catch our next podcast. So uh, until then, uh, peace, love, and soul, everyone. Bye.